This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Continues to be tough to get different items, and the latest is... Our booze! They're coming for our booze! The supply chain is, anyway. The supply chain shortages. This time, it's glass bottles uh, for pubs and distilleries. Um, specifically, one uh, distillery in Ottawa is so short on glass bottles, they're using old maple syrup bottles to put their <laughs> their booze in. This place is called uh, the Canada... Or, sorry, it's called the... Ogham Craft Spirits, and it's technically in in uh, Canada micro distillery. They said they used to be able to put in an order for glass bottles, and they'd be there in seven days. Now you have to wait six months before these bottles will show up. Um, he said, uh, "Do you have a picture of the maple syrup no, bottles? Because there's I a wish. couple. Like we buy our maple syrup at Costco. It comes in the plastic uh, jug looking bottle." But the the little tiny maple syrup bottles almost look like a Mickey of booze anyways. You know, the glass ones? Sometimes they're shaped like a leaf. True. You know? That would be fun, though. That would be cool. I like it in, like, those jugs. Like, maybe it's just, like, when people make it themselves. But it's like the moonshine jug that the maple syrup comes in. Yeah, the little ring. The glass ring. Yeah, you got the the finger hole. That's classic for booze. Um, It wasn't in in the picture, unfortunately. But I guess this is happening like for any sort of uh, microbreweries in the area. They have less access, you know, less power than the big boys to get these glass, uh, the glass in. So, what uh, if you like it in the can? <laughs> Are we You're safe? In luck. Are we safe if you like it in the can? I don't know. It doesn't say anything about cans, so maybe uh, maybe cans are fine. Maybe they're uh, made domestically as well. I don't know, but I think a lot of the glass comes from overseas, obviously, and a lot of the glass, like. Honestly, Canada's recycling industry is an absolute joke. Um, every time an article uh, comes out, I always read it, and there, eighty percent of recycling in Canada gets thrown in the landfill. Did you know that? Eighty percent. No, I didn't. If not more, gets thrown in. The, it just never makes it to the recycling plant. It's Are too people trying up. to recycle the wrong stuff, or or why does they that just happen? don't have the capacity to to process it all? So when it gets shipped to wherever it's going, it just ends up in the landfill, and only twenty percent of it is actually. Uh, recycled, and then you have this distillery that can't get new glass bottles, and they're throwing out old glass yeah, bottles. Yeah, that sucks. I think I'm doing the right thing every time I take that blue box out. Yeah, it's kind of like a pat on the back, and then it—I mean, it does something, but not nearly what we were hoping it would do. Well, I think that's kind of neat—the the maple syrup bottles. Maybe they should just stick with that moving forward. Right? Yeah. And, and now it's like their their gimmick is, yeah. hey, remember the big glass bottle shortage of 2022? That's when we switched over to the maple syrup <laughs> bottles and we stayed that way forever. Yeah, and then you go to Sobeys to get some maple syrup and it's a Canadian club bottle. What the? <laughs> this is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Finally saw over $2 a liter for gas on the weekend, Jim. Yeah, yeah. We've been hearing... That it's coming for a couple of weeks. Toronto, I think it's been up over two bucks for for a week or two now, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. We talked about it last summer, and we projected with our help uh, with help from our gas buddy uh, Dan McTagg, who knows what's coming on in the future. He warned us. We we were talking. We didn't about predict it. anything. Dan predicted. We gave him a platform. So we're part of it. We're no- Nostradamus, basically. We warned the people. Yes, that's for sure. Fill up those garbage cans full of gas and store them in your garage like the Always Sunny in Philadelphia gang. <laughs> I think they sat them in bags. <laughs> 
Yeah, it was it was a weird sight. It was something strange to see. It definitely stood out, the two up there. Yeah. One of our coworkers posted a picture, and the two didn't even fit on the, the electronic display. It was like half on, which reminded me of when it went to three digits. When it went over a dollar for the first time, most of the signs didn't have a spot for that many numbers to begin with. Yeah, good time to be a gas sign guy. <laughs> retrofitting all the uh yeah. all the numbers up there <laughs> another interesting sight on the weekend now i didn't see this firsthand but bob noxious uh, you know bob he, he plays in a rock and roll band he proudly lives in east london eoa as they call it east of adelaide mm-hmm. in london he sent me a picture and it said uh, the caption he put on it was only in eoa and it's somebody's car parked in their driveway. And if you zoom in on it here, there's some spray painting. Looks like a, a Nissan Altima or something, and somebody is spray painted on the side of it. Oh, boy. A word that we cannot repeat on the radio. Yeah, it's a, one of the big ones. <laughs> they say uh, it a lot over in the United Kingdom. Yeah, or Australia, too. Yeah, yeah The yeah. C word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's on the back? There's another one, too. Does it say cheers? I think it might say cheers or cheater. Oh. That was C-word. what my gut instinct. When you throw that word down in a public way like that, I always think cheater. Right. Because like why a, are you being so aggressive? Like a Carrie Underwood situation yeah, where you yeah. slash the keys into the side of your... Pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. You got it. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, unless that's a new business that this person is starting and this is their company car, a little Tough advertising. Tough acronym. You know, that was not the right move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't even think. Yeah. That sucks because, like, it, maybe they're a cheater, maybe they're not, but now the whole neighborhood thinks you are, that's for sure. Well, they definitely think something's going on. Yeah, maybe, a, you know, stole some money. I don't know. Trouble in paradise, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> And the worst part is that person who has the C word painted on their car has to pay $2 a liter for gas now. (laughs) This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We're all for partying, but you know, you got to be responsible and, and don't damage other people's property here. In Nebraska, apparently, There is a a trend going around with some of the younger people mm-hmm. when they're out having a good time. They're uh, they're calling it the Kool Aid Man. Oh boy, I see where this is going. If you have a fence in your front yard, you're at risk of becoming a victim of the Kool Aid Man trend. I'm guessing it's just smashing through somebody's fence yard, fence in their yard and saying, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you got be, it. Yeah. Oh, Last boy. week, uh, deputies, sheriff's deputies issued criminal mischief citations to nine different kids who they say ran and jumped through fences in various neighborhoods around the county. Wow. At least eight properties were hit were hit with an estimated damage of several thousands of dollars per house. Yeah, fences aren't cheap, man. I'd be so mad. I'm just, I'm looking at photos here. It looks like there's a lot of plastic fences. They look like they're very run run throughable. Yeah, like the white kind of nylon or vinyl. Yeah, yeah. That looks great, you know. It never fades, but uh, once the sun hits it for a couple years, it becomes very brittle. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's not a call to action, but... uh, I would Man. like to see uh, some people in Nebraska reinforcing their fences with 
some steel beams or something. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He totally runs through, just gets clotheslined <laughs> by a piece of rebar. The kids are just <laughs> knocking themselves unconscious. Oh, oh yeah. I didn't mean spikes, Jim. No, I don't mean the rebar would be going angle wise. You're like, it would yeah. be going like, you know, like, like a I don't want to impale the children. Well, if it's on your property. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're like put them on an angle, 45 degree angle facing the fence. That might be a bit much. I, I hope they start digging holes on the other side of the fence yeah, and putting yeah. spikes at the bottom of the yeah, holes. Yeah, fill her with water, toss a couple crocodiles in there. <laughs> Hopefully, this uh, this does not catch on. The police are unsure if this is something that is on TikTok right now and it's some uh, like a broader trend or if it's just isolated in Nebraska. Hmm. Hopefully, it's the latter. The Kool-Aid man, I, I always knew that guy was a uh, bad influence. Yeah, I think the Kool-Aid man, is, there's, he's been spiked. There's some booze in there, too. He's a little well, reckless. You get all hopped up on the sugar, and <laughs> next thing you know, you're running through your neighbor's fence. I want to see you peacock, It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock, Toronto Maple Leaf fan, Devin Peacock. Dev, you see the initial overreaction on social media after the Leafs lose on Saturday night. Keefe should be fired. Dubas should be fired. Shanahan, out of there. Trade Tavares. Marner, get him gone. Burn Scotiabank down. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think the blame lies? And is it time to make changes? So here's the really tough spot for the Toronto Maple Leafs this summer. To me, this is a hard series to get over because they played well. Their best players played really well. Like Austin Matthews was great in this. Mitch Marner was great in this. I thought, you know, John Tavares and William Nylander were good. Morgan Riley was good. Uh, Jack Campbell was good he in this series. He stepped up for sure. He stepped up. I mean, and so the the question is, how do you improve on this? Because I don't think major changes are needed. I think this is a situation where you tweak, you don't go in for, you know, major surgery. Some of the biggest moves that Kyle Dubas made last offseason proved to be absolutely fantastic for this season. Look at Michael Bunting. He perfectly replaced Zach Hyman. Zach Hyman, who? Like, no one wanted Zach Jack Hyman around this year because they had bunting. David Kampf was a good pickup. Andre Kasha was a good pickup. Mark Giordano at the deadline was a good pickup. Can they bring him back on a bit of a discount next season? If they could, that would be fantastic. So the the moves they made last year, I mean, Giordano was bigger. That was in season. But the moves they made last season in the offseason were under the radar, but they were huge. And so the tricky part for the Leafs this year is because of their salary cap situation, which is a bit unfair because of COVID, which has impacted league revenues. So salary caps haven't risen to the level the Leafs would have projected they would have when they originally signed John Tavares, have put them in his position where Kyle Dubas has to work miracles. But I would not fire Kyle Dubas. I would not fire Brendan Shanahan. I would not fire Sheldon Keefe. Who's, who are you going to replace Sheldon Keefe with? I know people want Barry Trotz, but you want Barry Trotz? Uh, stifling Austin Matthews, he's not going to score 60 goals next season if Barry Trotz is the head coach. So for me, the answer to what do the Leafs do is a hard one because they need to tweak here and there. They don't need to make major changes. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Had some uh, buddies over on Saturday, Jim, to watch Game 7 Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. Mm -hmm. uh, Since I was fully on the bandwagon, 
How much money would you have won? Oh, they had to win the cup. So they had not, to win yeah, the yeah, Stanley yeah. Cup. So yeah, you had some waiting to I do. I had Scotty Scheffler. I did a parlay for five bucks. Scotty Scheffler to win the Masters, mm-hmm. and that happened. And then the Toronto Maple Leafs <laughs> to win the Stanley Cup. And if those two things happened, I would have got eleven hundred dollars. So over a thousand bucks on a five dollar bet's mm-hmm. pretty good. Sounds like the odds should have been higher. <laughs> Sounds like uh, me and my buddy Drew should have taken the the payout that the online gambling site was offering us yeah. after Scotty Scheffler won the Masters. 70 bucks is better than no bucks. <laughs> totally. Oh, well. But everyone, like, none of the guys that came were diehard Leaf fans, but everyone was still disappointed. I mean, it would have been great to see them go on just to, based on bars and restaurants in Ontario alone. 100%. The revenue they've missed out on in 20 years. Right. Unbelievable. I, w- I was into it this time, uh, this playoff run for the Toronto Maple Leafs, I was into more than ever in my life. And I, I feel like I got a true sense as to what it feels like to be a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. But I don't think I can explain it with words, so I've decided to put it into song here. My life is full of grief Thanks to Toronto Maple Leafs I don't know who to blame Dubis or Keith And the lightning has gone on And the Stanley Cup champions Two years running Have won their ninth Consecutive playoff series The team was on a roll Matthew scored 60 goals Then playoffs came and they flushed it down the bowl Like a poop The other Canadian teams are still at playing games I wish I cheered for the Oilers or the Flames. It's been a long time since the Stanley Cup win. Leafs eliminated in the first round again. It's been a long time and I hope I survive. To see them make round two, well, I'm still alive. I've been waiting, and still waiting, and more waiting, since 1967, waiting, and still waiting. Oh, seriously, when you're a Leaf fan, there's a lot of waiting. Yeah. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. It's time for... You have the right to remain stupid! Yeah, we like talking about dumb criminals here, and this is a special... Could it get any worse for this guy? Okay. Addition of you have the right to remain stupid. Could it get any worse for this guy? Manager accused of urinating in milkshake mix at Vancouver Arby's. Oh. <laughs> could it get any worse for that guy? Oh, no way. How could it? He's he's worked his whole life. He's worked his way up from uh the lowest uh, point at the Arby's to become manager, and now mm-hmm. he's basically thrown his career away. Had life by the tail. By urinating in the milkshake mix. Could it get any worse for him? Yes. 
Video of the urina- urination incident was found on the man's phone during a child porn investigation. Oh, boy. So the, f- the first there was the other investigation. This isn't even... <laughs> I mean, of all the things he's going to be charged with, this is like not even on the list anymore. Suddenly, peeing in the milkshake mix is secondary. Wow. Vancouver man uh, urinated into the milkshake mix, which was then served to between 30 and 40 people while he was working at a manager at an Arby's restaurant. Uh, Police were going through his phone as part of a a second-degree assault with sexual motivation Jeez, investigation. this guy. And they came across a video of someone who appeared to be peeing in the milkshake mix. They determined that it was the man they were investigating. And the judge has decided to raise the guy's bail from $5,000 to $40,000. Still not enough. Yeah. God, I hate that. Uh, you know, the messing with the food obviously is not the worst thing in this story, but you know that one makes me queasy. Any anything like you don't know if you go into a restaurant, what's happened? You almost don't want to know. Yeah, right. Because now I don't Ign- trust anything. Ignorance is bliss, but the Vancouver Police Department are saying anyone who had a milkshake at Arby's between October thirtieth to the thirty first and has a receipt or verified transaction information should contact a detective with the city of vancouver police department oh would you throw up even if it was seven weeks later would you would you still force yourself to throw up to try to get it out of you it was in october (laughs) it's almost summer now i'd be barfing for days if i had one of those milkshakes you kidding me (sighs) (sighs) worth a shot try to get it it's already been processed i'd still try Anyways, I, I have a feeling this guy is, uh, he's going to be uh, getting used to a cell. Yeah. Don't give him a job in the prison kitchen. No. I see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, cock, you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock. I want to see you peacock, It's time for sports with our sports guy, Devin Peacock. Dev, how you doing, buddy? Oh, you know, I, uh. Sometimes I wonder why I like sports. <laughs> is it sports or is it just the Leafs? Uh, it's sports because every single team does this to me. Like, why do I just continue to just kick myself right in the balls? You know, like, <laughs> <What>? I, <laughs> <laughs> why can't analogy. I just like art? Yeah, I was going to message you uh, during the game Saturday night. I was going to check in with you yesterday, but I, I figured it would be best to give you 24 hours. They played really well. They did not choke, and they ran into a really good team. Sometimes you're going to play really well and run into a really good team, and you're going to lose. That's uh, that's something that's easier to get over than, say, 2013 when you give up a 4-1 lead. Yeah, the game did just kind of putter out. I mean, the score didn't even change in the third period, so it kind of just ended. It was it was a weird series in that the first four games were, you know, blowouts. Like each team was trading turns, blowing one another out. And then the final three games of the series were all very tight. And when you look at the numbers, like it was almost identical all the way through in terms of uh, shots, goals, everything. One of the big differences for Toronto over Tampa Bay was Toronto took more penalties. So they could have been a little bit less penalty happy, but at the end of the day, this was as even as a series gets and 
that's why it went seven games. Should these two teams have been playing in the first round then, Dev? So here is where my <laughs> anger is directed at. It's stupid Gary Bettman. Oh, who yeah. Is prob- Let it out. Who is He's probably going to look at the first round and say, oh, we had seven games, you know, all over the place. This is great. It was seven games all over the place because you had like second and third round matchups in the first round. You stupid, bald little freak. Like, <laughs> oh, that's sexual harassment. Dude. You can't say the B word anymore, Dev. We talked about I'm- this last week. I'm bald. Oh, you're bald. bald. Oh, yeah, he I can got use the, it. We got the pass. He can okay. use it. Here's what needs to happen. Gary Bettman needs to get his bald head out of his hairy Bettman ass. Whoa. <laughs> How about the officiating, Dev, in the series? Because a lot of people were saying that Tavares' goal that got called off should have remained a goal. Yeah, it was interesting to see, you know, some people who are non-Leaf fans uh, speaking after the game on on social media saying, you know what, I'm not a Leaf fan, but if I was, I think I'd have a pretty good argument to be a little upset today, and I agree. I mean, the officiating to me was, like, on the Tavares goal and some of the other penalties they called, it's like, either set a standard and stay to it or don't. And throughout the entire series, they did not hold to their standard. And so with the Traveris goal in a game seven, that's a really hard penalty to call. Like it was a it was a bit more blatant than what you would normally see that doesn't get called. So I can see it. I could I can understand how they can get from point A to point B, but man, I mean, it, they they just were not consistent from game one to game seven. That's that's the frustrating part for me. How about the the two Canadian teams remaining though? You got the Battle of Alberta in the next round. That's going to be a lot of fun. It's been a while since Edmonton and Calgary faced one another, and uh, Connor McDavid could be. I mean, he's the guy I would be watching in this to go to the third round potentially. It's it's going to be fun. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Just got a text message from one of our listeners. Says, hey guys, my lovemaking abilities are a lot like a Maple Leaf playoff run. It's over quick and always followed by a lot of disappointment. Mm. Nobody's ever ready for a second round. (laughs) Thank you for that. I also got a a question here. Taz, are you going to continue to cheer for the Maple Leafs after your experience with them in this playoff run? Uh, depends where the money goes. Truly, <laughs> <laughs> really, if you're invested financially, you will be invested emotionally. It was fun to be a part of it. And yeah, I, I made a little bet. And uh, if I had won, I would have got some money. But uh, I have so many friends, and I've said this over and over, who are Toronto Maple Leaf fans. And in their lifetime, if they could see their team win a Stanley Cup, it would be like the feather in the cap. You know what I mean? The icing for on their life? For their life. <laughs> you know what? It the may be for some guys. on the cake. Yeah. Well, I have a friend of mine's brother passed away at age 50 a couple weeks ago, and he was a diehard Leaf fan. And part of me was kind of worried they were going to win the Stanley Cup, and he would have missed it by a couple months. Yeah, <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean? He lives his whole life cheering for this team, being let down by this team. And then two months after he passes away, they go and win it? <laughs> He's probably in heaven going, phew, I don't want to miss that party. <laughs> but even my buddies over on, on Saturday watching the game, none of them were diehard Leaf fans. One of them was a Habs fan, and he admitted, he's like, if the Leafs, the Habs aren't in it, if the Leafs had got to the Stanley Cup final, I secretly would have been cheering for them because it would be an amazing life event. Like, 
if you were alive when aliens finally invade Earth, okay, you know, it would suck because they're probably going to kill you, but at least you got to see aliens, something that, sure. something that so many generations of humans didn't get to see. Okay, let's, let's give the Leafs a better <laughs> shot than first contact. Like, I don't think it'll be that rare. Well, who the hell else are you going to cheer for, Taz? If you don't cheer for the Leafs, you, bet you should invest every year in a bed and, and keep cheering for them. You're not going to cheer for Tampa Bay. Well, I'll tell you something. If you're looking for a, a hockey team to cheer for right now, you want to jump on a bandwagon, Go with the Hamilton Bulldogs because they swept the Steelheads on the weekend. Second playoff series that they've swept. I think they were on a 10-game winning streak before. Like, there are 18, 20 games without losing a, a single game. Nice. Right now. And they're going to move on to the OHL Eastern Conference Final. Kudos to them. And it looks like they're going to be playing the North Bay Battalion, who eliminated the Kingston Frontenacs on the weekend. So, favorites to win the Memorial Cup this year, Hamilton Bulldogs. Pretty darn close Mm -hmm. to downtown Toronto. All you Leaf fans. What else are you going to do? Twiddling your thumbs right now. Jump on the bandwagon. The Bulldogs are looking hot. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.